Hi, Mr. G. I hope you're having a good car ride. Evelyn, I know you think you're quirky and different, but your views on video games are simply wrong. Be nice, Lenny. I know it is hard for you to hear everything negative about video gaming, but we're going to have a civil debate about it. So, for the first question, how does playing video games affect the involvement of the teenage brain? Research to date suggests that playing video games can change the brain regions responsible for attention and visual partial skills and make them more efficient. Interesting. Well, a new Canadian study says that human-computer interactions, such as playing video games, can have a negative impact on the brain. The study suggests that the way the action or first play a person shooter video game play using the brains to navigate changes in the impact of the games on their nervous system. Thanks to the navigational tests and brain scans, our studies show that the responsive learners, those playing the video using their brain's autopilot and reward system to navigate, experienced gray matter loss in their hippocampus after playing action video games for 90 hours. The hippocampus is a key structure involved in the spatial memory orientation and episodic memory within the brain. It has also been a concern in the past that playing video games can often affect the bodies of teenagers. Is this true? And if so, what are some of these effects that it can have? Video games improve coordination. When an adult or child is playing a video game, he or she is not only staring at the computer inactively, but the activities and actions on the screen provide a lot of mental stimulation. They can also help with problem solving skills. A professor at Sean Green University of of Rochester said action video games are fast-paced and they are peripheral images and events popping up and disappearing. These video games are teaching people how to become better at taking sensory data in and translating it into correct decisions. Well, it seems that you're just taking, talking about the positive effects, but there are also studies that have shown many negative physical effects of teenagers who play video games for multiple hours a, game, a day, knowing that you are one of them. The University of Texas at Dallas notes that the addition can lead to such medical issues as backaches, headaches, eye strain, and carpal tunnel syndrome, pain and numbness that your child may feel in his wrists, wrists, hands, shoulders, and elbows. Do you experience that? No. Okay. Oh, interesting. Yeah, that is interesting. Because I think you play them about 90 hours of video games each day. Have a good day. There is very interesting moving on to our next question. Why is the average amount of hours that a teen child plays video games and what changing in psychological and physical effects the more, the more hours a teenage plays each day? Well, people spend on average six hours a week playing video games. Children are encouraged to get at least one hour of physical activity every day, so if they don't meet that requirement, it can cause issues such as obesity. Maybe Lenny will... Okay, there are issue. also many pros about playing video games. Uh, some studies have found that it may help people overcome dyslexia or help with dyslexia. It could improve your vision. Players can become more fascinated with history. They make kids <laughs> physically <laughs> active, and you make new social connections. Okay, moving on from that interesting comment. Many parents are concerned about the effects of video gaming. Has yeah, but see, this is very wrong. Brains. This is a dependent on a kid-to-kid -kid basis. If video games are destructive to children and their work, then they shouldn't play as much. But if they aren't struggling in school and they're getting their physical activity, there is no reason for, ch for parents to care about how much their children play. 
Wow. An article posted by NBC News said that young boys who receive their first video game systems don't process as quickly in school as boys who don't own such devices. For children without games, scores go up over time, we said. For boys with games, scores remain relatively stable. You don't see the typical development in reading and writing. The study found that young gamers averaged about 40 minutes per day on the PlayStation 2 system, likely cutting into studying time and social activities. One issue with that study is that the PlayStation getting enough sleep. If a child has lots of homework and then continues to play video games after this, this brings me to my next question. Does video gaming have any effects on sleep, which also can have effects on schooling? When, video, when you play video games, it is hard for the body to break down certain foods due to less physical activity. So if children and teens are eating and drinking the right things, as well as exercising, this can be an issue. But in terms of extreme circumstances, if a child is playing a video game for X amount of hours per day, that may be very excessive, and it is a parent's job to take the games away. Going back, um, the question for that answer was, does video gaming affect eating habits? Um, well, going back to Ellie's question about, does it have any effects on sleep? Watching television or playing video games really stimulates the brain, and is kind of like a jolt of caffeine to young children, which makes them more likely to experience difficulty falling asleep. They can have nightmares. You know, like when you have a very violent game, kids can have nightmares about this kind of violence and daytime fatigue. And this is found in a study in the journal Pediatrics. So, um, what are some of the different effects of different types of video games, like action, violence, typically Mario Brothers? <laughs> yes. Well, have you heard of the game Call of Duty? This sounds like people. The no version of Warfare 2. Well, it caused a lot of talk about whether video games support violence and lead children, teens, thinking of violence is okay. That sounds very interesting. What happened to this very, very violent game? Well, in the mission, the gamer has the option to be part of a terrorist attack where they shoot civilians in an airport. That sounds absolutely awful. I can't possibly imagine a child being allowed to play that. Who, what parent in their right mind would allow their child, or even buy their child, the game that consists of terrorist attacks and mass shootings? Um, it's not actually a mass shooting. The mission you discuss is skippable, and there's an option to not shoot your gun at all. The Oxford Internet Institute and the University of Oxford published a study with the Royal Society of Open Science about the myth that video games lead to violence and said, quote, the idea that violent video games drive real world aggression is a popular one, but it hasn't tested well, very well over time. Despite interest in the topic by parents and policymakers, the research has not demonstrated that there is a cause for concern. So even though there are violent missions and video games can be violent, there's no correlation between violence and video games. The next question is also very interesting. Have you ever heard a group of boys talking about what they play, like talking during playing video games? It's very interesting. So the question is, do video gamers make lifelong friends or is it simply only people you can talk to when playing video games? Meaning, is it superficial? Lenny would know a lot about this. <laughs> For personal experience, I've become closer friends with a lot of people through video games. For example, um, I wasn't really that well with senior uh, Henry Smith, 
but uh, through Call of Duty, we were able to um, get a bond together, and I actually visited him in the hospital after he had surgery, and there was no way I would have done that if not for video games. So you wouldn't have a social life if it weren't for video games? Uh, this is really a case-to-case basis. If people play too much video games, then it can affect them, but otherwise, no. It's completely on the person, not the game. This is, is not a video, this is not a uh, argument of video games. This is an argument of whether, how people spend their time. For example, you can like just sit in your house and not do anything and not have a social life. And it has nothing to do with video games, whether or not you have a social life. For example, you can be like Evelyn and just sit at home and watch Netflix. See, that's a claim, Lenny, because you don't know what I do in my day today after school. I actually do homework instead of playing video games, unlike you. No, we don't start over. Anyways, so, more than 150 million Americans play video games, proving that it's practically an epidemic. And, obviously, social problems have arisen, such as social problems that Lenny runs into. (laughs) Sometimes, he typically feels as if he's very alone, and he just plays within his little game, and it just really affects him. Like, if you just watch the kid, he's very social at school, but after school, he gets into very depressive moods. So, anyways, thank you for coming to our podcast. Thank you for listening. We didn't finish the question.